Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's been almost 3,000 years, and Greek mythology has proved that it is not going anywhere. But it can be difficult to find entertaining and engaging retellings of these myths that aren't fictionalized. Lucky for you, I'm here. Let's Talk About Myths Baby is the Greek mythology and ancient history podcast of your dreams. I dive into the convoluted and confusing ancient sources so you don't have to. Listen to Let's Talk About Myths Baby on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. More than 50 years ago, a determined young woman stepped up and created the iconic slogan, Si se puede, which is Spanish for Yes, We Can, that would lift up the voices of the voiceless and change the state of labor as we know it in the United States. That woman, civil rights activist Dolores Huerta, would go on to co-found the National Farm Workers Association with Cesar Chavez in the 1960s. During her nearly 40 years of work with that organization, Huerta helped launch the first farm workers' strike in the country, which kickstarted the fight for union rights and labor organizing in the agricultural sector in the U.S. and changed the lives of farm workers forever. Huerta was born on April 10th of 1930 in the town of Dawson, New Mexico. She was one of three children, and their parents were activists. Her family had been in the U.S. for five generations, and her great-grandfather fought in the Civil War. Her father was a miner, farm worker, and union leader who later went into state politics. After her parents' divorce, Huerta moved with her mother to Stockton, California, where they lived in a community of Mexican, Filipino, and Japanese Americans. According to the book Dolores Huerta, Get to Know the Voice of Migrant Workers, 
Huerta was a talkative, inquisitive young girl, and her grandfather nicknamed her Siete Lenguas, a Spanish for seven tongues. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke via email with Mario Garcia, author of A Dolores Huerta Reader. He said, when her family moved from New Mexico to Stockton, California, her brothers had to work in the fields, and Huerta, as a teenager, also wanted to join them. However, her mother forbade this because she did not want her daughter to work in the fields. Huerta's mother did permit her daughter to work in industrial packing sheds, where the working conditions weren't much better. Garcia said, I think this early exposure to the harsh working conditions of farm workers provided a context for Dolores later working to organize these workers to do away with the more exploitative aspects of farm labor. After graduating, Huerta married, had two children, and began teaching elementary school. Many of the students were the children of impoverished farm workers and came to school hungry or missing essential items like shoes. HowStuffWorks also spoke via email with Sarah Warren, author of the book Dolores Huerta, A Hero to Migrant Workers. She said that Huerta, quote, was driven to do more for the children she planned to serve when she found out how their families were being abused. At age 25, Huerta became immersed in activism, joining a local group run by Fred Ross and learning how to become a labor organizer. Garcia said, as a young adult, she became involved with the Community Service Organization, or CSO which was an organization mobilizing Mexican-Americans in civil rights work and voter registration in the 1950s. At the CSO, Huerta met Cesar Chavez, who would go on to become one of the most widely recognized Mexican-American labor leaders in U.S. history. Huerta and Chavez began to work together for improved working conditions and wages for farm workers, who earned as little as 70 cents an hour at the time. Garcia said, Cesar recognized Dolores' talents as an organizer, plus her own personal strength, and so when he began to organize in the fields by 1962, he recruited Dolores to work with him. Together, Chavez and Huerta founded the National Farm Workers Association in 1962, which later became the United Farm Workers Union. Huerta remained vice president of the United Farm Workers until 1999. Chavez and Huerta had a complex relationship, according to scholars. From one point of view, they were comrades in the fields, working for better conditions for the most marginalized workers in society. HowStuffWorks also spoke via email with Monica Brown, author of Side by Side, the story of Dolores Huerta and Cesar Chavez. She said, as Dolores once told me, they were comrades. They spoke to farm workers on the backs of flatbed trucks. Garcia said, Dolores saw herself as equal to Cesar, and he accepted this. Cesar didn't always agree with Dolores, but he learned from her. She was one of the few persons in the union who was not afraid to criticize Cesar, which he appreciated. Huerta and Chavez became most well-known for organizing the 1965 Delano grape strike and boycott. Striking Filipino grape farm workers sought the help of the emerging National Farm Workers Association, which largely represented Latino workers at the time. Huerta marched along with Chavez for workers' rights, brought together the Filipino and Latino workers on the picket line, and led a nationwide boycott of non-union table grapes. In 1970, their steadfast organizing paid off, resulting in union contracts, as well as better wages and working conditions for the grape workers. HowStuffWorks also spoke with Stacey Sowards, author of Si, Ella Puede, The Rhetorical Legacy of Dolores Huerta and the United Farm Workers. She said, 
Dolores Huerta played a big role in getting farm workers to participate in union activities, to boycott grapes and other produce, to picket farms, and become members of the union. In 2012, President Barack Obama awarded Huerta the Presidential Medal of Freedom, recognizing her, not Chavez, as the original source of the phrase, Si se puede. Obama famously appropriated the slogan for his own presidential campaign, but Huerta's rallying cry had been used for years to organize farm workers and inspire advocacy for other civil rights issues. Brown said, Dolores Huerta first spoke the famous words, si se puede, while speaking to a group of workers who kept saying, we can't organize the workers here, we can't, no se puede. Dolores responded, si se puede, yes, you can. Huerta became an iconic activist and a source of pride for Mexican-Americans and others within the Latin American community. Her organizing helped bring about the 1986 Immigration Reform and Control Act, which granted amnesty to 1.3 million undocumented workers. Huerta is approaching her 92nd birthday this April of 2022 and remains active on the front lines as a civil rights advocate and labor organizer. She holds media events and hosts TED Talks on how to speak out and become empowered through activism. Soward said, Her legacy today is that she's become a social movement icon. She's demonstrated how one moves from individual action and concern for community to working with other people on those issues to creating an entire social movement. Huerta also founded the Dolores Huerta Foundation in 2003. The nonprofit focuses on empowering and training grassroots organizers in lower-income and disenfranchised communities in California, including work on LGBTQIA issues. Although farm workers have more collective bargaining opportunities as a result of Huerta's work, they still experience widespread exploitation, harsh working conditions, and wage theft. In recent years, Huerta has been vocal in pushing for immigration reform to provide a pathway to citizenship for undocumented immigrants, who constitute a large share of farm workers in the United States. Moreover, Huerta continues to boost the civic power of the Latin American community, specifically through efforts to turn out the vote. The community played an important role in the 2020 election, turning out in record numbers. Soward said she's been very active in registering people to vote and getting people to the polls. Her foundation works to get people more involved beyond voting, such as organizing voters to vote, but also to participate more fully on social justice issues in their communities. Garcia said her legacy of taking on issues of social justice, not only in the fields, but in the fight for women's rights, civil rights, voting rights, and for world peace, are all part of her legacy. Today's episode is based on the article Dolores Huerta, the labor activist behind the slogan Si Se Puede on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Terry Yerlagata. A Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.